It's Monday the 1st of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. It's Shad Wicker here doing double time on a Queensland public holiday, but I do it because I get to hang out with Shane Lee, <laughs> who has been ducking me lately. You know, you've been gallivanting around, getting pissed on the weekend, too drunk to hang out with your mate Shad on Afternoon Sport. I've got these blow-ins coming in that I've got to talk sport with. Where have you been and what have you been doing? I've been away for the weekend for George Gregan's 50th birthday celebration down on the east coast of Tasmania um, uh, called the Bay of Fires. It was beautiful, actually. I'd, I've never sort of been a big camper. Um, this is a glamping site. And I, I don't mind glamping because they do all the shit for you. It's mm. good. <laughs> but, mate, we had some um, some great sporting alumni there, George himself, uh, Paddy Rafter, oh. um, Justin Marshall, the, the All Black, Number nine, um, Justin Harris and the Wallaby, Damon Smith, Wallaby, Rod Kafer and Phil Kearns. So there's a few Wallabies there, mate. It was it was good fun. I tell you what, I got in the middle of the night to go to the toilet and I walked out of my tent mm. and I thought I was walking through um, the uh, the Rocky Mountains. It was like bears growling at me because all the big blokes snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that is a lot of sporting alumni there. Why were yeah. you there? I don't know, mate. I was there to play the guitar, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, mate, hopefully you're not too hungover to get through an episode of Afternoon Sport. We've got to talk IPL. We've got to talk tennis, NBA, AFL, huge stuff in rugby league on the weekend as well. Let's get started. Hey, Muppets. This is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to, please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, very sorry about that, but I promise you, if you want to know anything about rugby league, at Fire Up Rugby League. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Well, let's start with cricket. I've got to say, uh, when I've been on without you, Shane, it's a massive blind spot for me um, because we don't have your expertise here. But uh, Ricky Ponting has come under fire and Dave Warner after the Delhi Capitals in the IPL six loss of the season. Yeah, six loss um, in a row almost, I think, mate. Um, yeah, so Ricky Ponting is the coach, uh, Shane Watson, assistant coach, and Dave Warner is the captain and player. Um, look, I think this is balls down to a lot of Warner's form. The way he got out in this last game, he tried to almost pull a half volley uh, and chopped it onto his stumps. His, his feet, mate, and I, I, I'm not comparing myself to Dave Warner at all as a batsman because Dave Warner is a superstar, but I remember towards the end of my career, your feet sort of just get stuck in the wicket and um, they don't move like the way they used to move. You try and do everything to um, get through these tough situations, but he's just not moving well and it doesn't bode well for the Ashes, mate, I have to say. Look, Mitch Marsh plays in that team as well, the Australian player. He, he did well. He took four wickets and scored 63 off 39 balls, but that wasn't enough to even get him home. Do you see any kind of scenario where Warner doesn't play in the Ashes? Yeah, potentially. I, I think it's, it's going to be really, really hard, and um, it, it'll come down to he'll play in the, the, the World Test Series Championship, and he needs to get runs there. Otherwise, he will not be playing in the Ashes. If he's if his feet are moving the way they're moving now, um, and you're batting on flat wickets in India, compared to when you go out to get to England, it'll be swinging around, seaming around, it's bloody hard to score runs when it's doing that. So if you can't get runs on flat wickets, and who's, heaven forbid how he's going to go on, the, on semi. Who's your tip then to replace Dave Warner in an Australian side for an Ashes? I mean, this is outrageous. Well, my, my tip was Bancroft, but he's, he hasn't been selected. Oh, wow. And um, they're going with Marcus Harris, um, who 
I think he's had plenty of goes at Test cricket. I don't think he's up to it. So um, if I had to pick between Harris and Warner, I'd still pick Warner in bad form. There you oh, go. There you go. Oh, grim, grim mm. starts of the podcast. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and it's not going to get any better. Let's talk tennis. Andy Murray crashing mm. out on his worst ever clay court defeat at the moment. Look, the clay is the great equaliser. Andy yes. Murray's return to play tennis after a retirement uh, what didn't even feel like that long ago, but it has been quite some time. I think it, it, it is an awful loss. He was fuming. The rackets were flying. Still doesn't take away from the amazing story of Andy Murray returning to the circuit. But, you know, he's got to understand. He's an also-ran now in these type of uh, fixtures. Oh, you're dead right. And I, I think it's particularly on Clay. It's um, He's a big guy, right? Um, big, big, strong fella. And he doesn't move as fast as, you know, he's beaten by uh, world number 164, Andre Vavasori, um, you know, in straight sets, six two seven six. He's just too big to move around. And um, but yeah, I, I think this is off the back of him also losing first round in Monte Carlo yeah. to Aussie Alex Diminar. So he's he's bowing out in the first rounds a lot. Um, saying that, I think you get you get him on grass on the right day, you can still win. Yeah, yeah, I think he's one of those. He'll add to the list those older players that are probably looking forward towards uh, Wimbledon coming up. Another yep. great moment that happened though at the Madrid is uh, Danasi Kokanakis. <laughs> this was very funny. He uh, went down to uh, I can't say this guy's name properly, but Jaume Minar. Um, but yeah. uh, he went down in that matchup. But they were very fiery back and forth with each other. You know, with the calls on clay. Uh, they were, you know, smashing some shots at each other. There were some disputes over line calls. And uh bit chatty, Minar, the Kokonakis throughout the match at one point uh, told him to shut up a few times. <laughs> he, did, he did. He told him to shut up because he kept talking to his, his coach's box all the <laughs> yeah. time. Um, and at the end when they shook hands, it uh, got quite heated. And he said to Kokonakis, don't you ever tell me to shut up ever again. And Kokonakis responded with, yeah, what? not just once. What are you going to do three, about it? Three, four times yeah. as they're walking across yeah. the tees. Go, don't tell me to yeah. shut up. Or what? Yeah. What are you about? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? It was quite. I mean, a weird time. Schoolboy. Yeah, it was very schoolboy uh, for Thanasi, but he does drop out of the Madrid Open in the tennis, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a player that, you know, injuries early in his career really affected his. Yeah. Really affected him. He was yep. a, quite a bright star early. He's still great, but. You know, mm. he's another one that you're kind of like, oh, you'd love to see him go deep into some of these tournaments more. Yeah, uh, but, you know, Clay's tough. Uh, basketball, the Boomers. Mm. Look, they've got a little bit of a boost for their World Cup hopes after, you know, a favourable pooling group, but also a few players. Uh, we had a few Aussies in the draft over the last couple of years saying that, yeah, we are going to play for the Boomers in the World Cup. This Boomer side... Things are looking up. Yeah, looking looking up big time. Um, I'm calling this the Paddy Mills effect. I think what Paddy Mills did when he came back and played mm-hmm. for the Boomers last Olympics um, has really inspired a lot of uh, these really good Aussie players, including Dyson Daniels, who are playing in the NBA, who want to come back and play for the Boomers. But, mate, they're in pool, uh, pool group E, um, which they should get through that quite easy. They play all three games of Japan, but they play Germany, Finland, and Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they get through the next phase and – one plays one, they should play Slovenia, which is Luka um, Doncic's team, and it's a replay of the Tokyo bronze medal where we won. So looking pretty good. If we play well, um, on paper we look good, mate, but it always comes down to how we perform on the court. 100%. I think, you know what, and this is a sneaky thing that, you know, basketball fans maybe not fully across, who knows, but just quietly, basketball is, it's an international sport, 
It's got a really strong base in Europe. It's got a mm-hmm. foothold in Asia. It sends a lot of their veterans mm-hmm. veterans out there to make some money in China and Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sneakily, this FIBA Basketball World Cup will become quite an exciting fixture, I reckon, over the next 10 years because the NBA has openly spoken about how they consider themselves a world league and a world sport. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some more expansion moves by the NBA as an organisation to try and really ride the high of this World Cup. You've got so many international players in the NBA. Yeah. And with the NFL set to bring a game down to Australia, I reckon basketball's not too far behind either. No, it's, it's in a really good position. It's a really good call, Shad. And I think they're going to put a lot of money behind now the NBA to, to grow it as a world game. Mm. Um, exactly like you said, mate. So that's yeah, a really good call. Well done. Um, and we'll quickly touch on some faces that we're seeing around. Uh, I've got a note here of Jack Nicholson making his first mm. public appearance in 18 months to go and catch the Lakers game where they dominated... <laughs> in their series <laughs> against the Grizzlies. You're coming here with your white faggoty uniform, your Harvard <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you want the truth, Grizzlies? Oh, my God. I <laughs> know, oh, mate. But um, yeah, the, but they reckon Big Jack's been a bit of a recluse for the last 18 months. No one's seen him. He's 86 years of age, and he finally came out. He's a Lakers man through and through, and, and the Lakers look good. They, they beat the Grizzlies 4-2 um, and to, to win that, that round, and um, they, they, they move on now. Yeah, well, it's a nice little bow has been uh, wrapped up for a lot of these uh, finals now because we're into the conference championships. The Warriors, after being scared by the Kings, uh, managed to get their win as well earlier this morning. So the Warriors are through. Uh, Exciting stuff in the NBA playoffs at the moment. Uh, Let's move on, though. Coming up after a quick break, we we have to talk. This is a sad day for you, mate, but what is happening with the Swans and the Tigers in the NRL? All right, we've got to chat this up next. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Let's start with AFL. We'll rip the Band-Aid off nice and early for you, Shano. The Bloods. Wowee. You guys were up. You were looking dominating. And then you lose to the little brother out in the West by one point. It was a pretty wild goal. Absolute mess of the throw-in, by the way. But, but Mate, a wild goal can... from GWS over the shoulder to put the Swans away in the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah. All I can say is, thank God I was out glamping. And there was no TV there. <laughs> and I, and I, had to, I had to watch these these games on replay last night before, obviously, talking about it on afternoon sport. But I would have kicked my TV in. The Swans <laughs> lost. The Dragons lost. The shit weekend. Anyway, I wasn't watching it live. Um, but, yeah, GWS, uh, they came from 24 points down in the final quarter. Uh, to win 107-106, and it was Toby Green, the little master, I call him, um, kicking the final goal with 42 seconds remaining. And uh, the Swans now, I think they've got quite a bit of um, mental damage, I reckon, particularly after the Geelong game, the Geelong final last year where they flogged us, mm-hmm. and they took on Geelong last week and got flogged again. And now they get beaten by GWS and, and lose 
with 24 points lead into the last quarter. That's very unlike the Swans. Yeah, I mean, there's something going wrong in uh, Sydney. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I think it's a fractured ego of this yeah, side, it and mm-hmm. there's it's going to take a lot to try and dig yourself out of it. You mentioned the Cats, yeah. uh, four straight wins. Yeah, they look good. And Tom Hawkins at 34, he thought after the grand final last year that could have been his last match, but he started the season slow. He had uh, an injury sorted out in the offseason. He kicked five goals in the first four games. But the, since then, Tom Hawkins has kicked four goals versus West Coast, five goals versus the Swans, and eight versus the Bombers. And a huge win over the Bombers. And the Bombers are up top of the table there, 132 to 90. Mm. The, cats are, the Cats are marching strong now. Yeah, they're starting to come back up. Everyone's thinking they're going to yep. fall off. Uh, yep. And I tell you what, maybe this is what you guys need. Um, you know, if you're in a bad run of form, you just need to play West Coast. <laughs> and Mike, Mike Carlton <laughs> were in all sorts of bad form. And then they come out, Charlie Bags 9, 108 points is the margin. We are back, baby. <laughs> Mate, Charlie was like he was out there playing on his own. He was just running around taking kicks uncontested the whole time. Nine, nine goals is huge for him. He's a, I think he's a super footballer, um, untapped. And w- when the penny really drops for, for Charlie Curnow, uh, look out, I think he'll be the best athlete in, in this country. Wow, well, I mean, it's because- great. It, it's great to go up against West Coast to bounce back. Yeah. Um, sorry to put some bad news for you, though. Uh, your Sydney side don't play the West Coast until 24th of June. And, geez, the pathway's hard. You're playing top eight teams all the way. Collingwood next, Frio, North Melbourne, Carlton, St Kilda, Brisbane. Then you'll get West Coast. Yeah, I might go on extended holiday, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> go camping. No, no, no TVs. North Melbourne's the only one outside the eight that you get to play there. So there you go. Now, <laughs> uh, let's talk uh, some more upsets as well. They were just happening in the AFL. This is probably, mm. I reckon, the best NRL season in quite some time so far this year. And, uh, and that's saying something with one team that was going into the round with yet to have a win. But it's finally happened. And who would have thought it would have happened at this point of the season? The Tigers upsetting the Panthers 12-8 to 8 on a wet day on Saturday. So talk me through this, mate. I, I didn't watch this game, so I want to get your thoughts on it. But I, <laughs> I, I had a few guys that were sort of following on their phones and one guy who had a massive bet on the Panthers. Oh, it ruined a lot of multis. He just throw his phone into the bush. Um, and it was just, yeah. Look, at some stage they're going to win a game, won't they? But I didn't think it was going to be against Penrith. I thought it was going to be maybe next week against the Dragons, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, but I've changed well. my mind about that now with Magic Round approaching. But, uh, okay. look, basically, uh, I've said this. Uh, uh, what is it? A, a, a uh, broken watch is right twice a day or whatever? Yes, that's right, yep. yep. I think that's the case. Luke Brooks played amazing. And mm. this isn't to take anything away from him. I think he's a lovely bloke. I just think his form at the Tigers, he needs a sea change. Yeah. And I reckon he'll be a great player elsewhere. I know that sounds mm-hmm. weird, but I just think that this is what he needs in his career. And we've been saying it for what feels like 20 years. But um, he played <laughs> outstanding. He, he slotted 40-20. He was just playing great footy that really steered this Tigers side around. And I just think that the wet weather kind of slowed this Panthers side down. And that was it. I reckon it was just a bit of a lightning in a, you know, you could catch lightning in a bottle kind of situation. Yeah. That yeah. he played tremendously well and it really got that Tiger side out and going. I mean, the tries out wide to Nofaluma um, when they were down was, you know, just kind of like they played with an energy that this Tiger side just didn't have in other games. With that said, you look at their games previously, you know, they, they haven't been a great side, but you compare mm. them to another side that's been very disappointing in your Dragons that are now going to play each other against each other in in the Magic round, they're pretty much the same side. 
they're keeping yeah. there's a few games where they keep themselves in the contest and then they fall apart. And I think what happened against the Panthers was that the Panthers just couldn't play the style of footy they wanted and the halfback at the Tigers played the way everyone wants and expects him to play. You're dead right about Luke Brooks. It feels like he's been around for 20 years. Yeah, the, the, the only other Brooks that's been around longer than him was that Mel Brooks, the comedian. He, yeah. he lived about 112, didn't he? It's a fascinating thing with his career, hey, because it's like he'll retire as a Tiger if he does. Obviously, I mean, we want him to leave, but it's likely to retire as a Tiger. And you think he's Moses. He's come in the yeah. same time as Moses. Yeah. yeah. And you think of these two careers and you're just like – Wow, like you think of Robbie Farrow retiring and sitting up mm. on that building and they're like, well, he was such a story player for the club. He was there when we made the grand final. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Benji, the same kind of thing. But you look at how long Luke Brooks has been there and it feels like he's been there longer and he's done way less. The club has done yeah. nothing but be outside the eight <laughs> pretty much the entire time. So, I don't know. It's a tough bag for him. But he played great. He played tremendous footy. If he could do that again, yeah, they're a competitive side. But mm. does he have the pieces and the coaching around him to do it? I don't know. I don't know. No, um, other stories from the weekend, though, of course, Josh Reynolds, uh, another guy who's been playing footy forever. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he was playing for the Doggies and was back to his old ways, giving it to the ref. Just before half time, wasn't he? Calling saying it was bullshit decision. He said, "He goes, I thought you hit him in the back of the head on the way down." He said, "Touch his bloody head, mate." And anyway, so he got sent off. Now, and then I think the captain apologised on his behalf. And the referee said, "I don't want an apology from you. I want an apology from Josh Reynolds." So it was a bit sort of mm. a hissy fit from the ref and said, Go oh, and sort I reckon, out time. I don't know. I like that the ref gave him a principal kind of uh, yeah. principal yeah. chatting. Yeah, yeah. I like, kind of like the ref standing up for himself a mate, bit. I don't, I don't like when they give refs a microphone, mate. Uh, yeah, just, just I, I know. Just do your job, mate. But to be honest, if he's tonguing him that like that badly, <laughs> then he should, you know what I mean? All right, well, we'll move it up 10 metres. Yeah. Because yeah, that used yeah. to be, remember Harrigan? He's doing yeah. that. I'm not yeah, doing yeah. it today, Gordy. All right, yeah. come on up more 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and he's, he's notorious for it anyway. Um, my Warriors had a rough day at the office in uh, mm. what felt what seemed like torrential rain sideways at Mount Sard Stadium, uh, unable to score any points against the Roosters. But Brandon Smith, people will yeah, be nervous to him? see what's going to happen with him. Awkward tackle. Mm. Uh, so he, he went he off left the ground in a neck brace, didn't he? Yeah, well, he actually left with a neck brace and then in an ambulance on a stretcher. He was hospitalised yeah. after the game. Yeah. Um, still waiting to find out exactly the ins and outs of his injury from that one. But uh, obviously, we're all hoping that. Uh, yeah, next, all right. Okay. Yep. So we'll have to wait and see. But just another another situation for the Roosters having to move around their spine yet again. But to tell you what, the Manu the Manu moving to the halves, they haven't lost since they've done it. Mm-hmm. It looks good. I know it yeah, was only twelve points against the Warriors side, but the Warriors playing good defence lately. Um, but that that it sucks for Walker. But I find it hard to see him re-entering that squad. So maybe we see Walker leave the Roosters. Go to Tigers. We have a bad career as Luke Brooks has. <laughs> oh, God, don't wish that upon him. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, eh? Yes, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Here we go. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sports today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors. A fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with all the biggest news in sport. Hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. See you guys. Take care. Afternoon Sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.